she may one day relapse, even though she never did. Since Spade was her only grandchild, making him her heir seemed the most responsible thing to do to ensure his future. So, as long as he lived modestly, he could afford to work his music full-time. For real? Spade questioned, being cautiously optimistic. For real? He repeated. You know I don't kid around, especially when it comes to money. I'll text you the address and be on time. Of course. Thanks, man. Once he hung up the phone, he could hardly contain his excitement. He pumped his fist in the air as he whooped and hollered in the privacy of his condo. He checked his watch and saw that he only had an hour and a half before the biggest meeting of his life. At three o'clock in the afternoon, he felt confident that his neighbors were at work, so he felt free to get as loud as he wanted. Woohoo! he shouted. He hurried up and put his arm down after getting a whiff of the funk emitting from his armpit. Good thing he came straight home after the gym. He would have been embarrassed if he had stopped off somewhere smelling like stinky cheese. He hopped in the shower, planning to get in and out in less than five minutes. He stopped dead in his tracks when he noticed a doughy-to-the-touch, golf-ball-sized lump on his lower torso. It didn't feel tender, but Spade was confident the lump hadn't been there before. At least he hadn't noticed it. He immediately got out of the shower smelling of sandalwood. He grabbed the handheld mirror sitting on his bathroom countertop and studied the lump. Pressing it, he couldn't help but wonder what it was. Far from being a worrywart, Spade didn't think the lump meant anything. He figured he probably had a small cyst that could easily be removed, so he called his doctor to make an appointment. The physician's assistant on the other end told him, Would it be possible for you to come in today? Not a snowball's chance in a volcano. His meeting today was too important. Not that his health wasn't, but the lump wasn't bothering him. It didn't hurt. Whatever the lump was, Spade was certain waiting a few more days wasn't going to make a difference. Sorry, I can't. I have an important meeting scheduled. I can't miss it. The PA seemed reluctant. Okay, but you really need to get this checked out ASAP. What about first thing Monday morning? I can do that. The PA scheduled the appointment, and Spade went on about his business. He brushed his freshly cut afro temp with the curly look to it and got dressed in a suit and tie. As hot as it was outside in the month of May, Spade sacrificed his comfort in favor of professionalism. He figured Jay-Z and Diddy wouldn't show up at a business meeting with the big wigs looking thugged out, so neither would he. Thinking about what this meeting could mean for his future put a huge smile on his face. He went to his meeting feeling like the shot caller he aspired to be one day. When he arrived, his manager and the attorney were already there waiting. He noticed that the recording company was laid out with expensive furniture, paintings, sculptures, and a huge fish tank filled with piranhas. It was obvious that an interior decorator had hooked that place up. He had been there before, 
but he was so nervous about auditioning for the label execs that he hadn't paid much attention to his surroundings. Now that he was there to seal the deal, he could relax somewhat. When Carrington Cruz, the CEO of the parent company of the label Signing Spade, entered the room, everyone stood up. He was like a combination of Tommy Mottola, Suge Knight, Russell Simmons, and Jay-Z all rolled up into one. He had this air about him that could intimidate even the hardest thug on the street or locked up. People called him a pit bull, not to his face, of course, but that was his reputation. Spade noticed how everyone called him Mr. Cruz out of respect and jumped every time he made a move. Dude reeked of money. He looked like he wiped his butt with hundred-dollar bills. Spade.